It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda, and I am a franchise advisor by day and a podcaster by night, maybe you could say. Um, I help people find franchises. I work with folks all over the country who cringe at the thought of going to work in the morning and want to change their life. I also work with people that want to diversify their investments, not have just a stock portfolio or real estate, but also have a great cash flowing franchised business that is great for the economy, great for the community where the person lives, and also something that is a low investment, has high margins, uh, and could really help out somebody trying to grow wealth. So today I am really excited. I have a founder of a franchise that's in the children's healthcare, um, not healthcare, I'm sorry, children's education space. Um, and a really growing, growing area for so many reasons that you know we'll talk about today. But I have Drew McWilliams, and Drew and his wife, Jennifer, founded this franchise called Ivy Brook Academy, and it was founded in 2007 in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they are they have been voted the number one preschool by City Magazines. Um, which have two locations across the country. Uh, and this has been going on for 14 years straight. Uh, Drew and his wife have two young children themselves and place a large value, obviously, on education, not only starting at the preschool level, but throughout college. So I wanted to invite in Drew. How about how are you, Drew? Um, thanks for having me. Doing good. Uh, this is great. Good to see you. We were um, at a franchise convention in San Antonio, Texas, a few weeks back. And um, it was chilly in Texas, and um, but it was a good time. I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad that we got to meet there. It was a great event. It was great meeting yourself and a lot of your colleagues as well. So I so I heard Drew do um, sort of what what I would call a five minute Shark Tank um, educational segment for franchise consultants. Um, and I was like, all right, I got to get this guy on the podcast because there's so many good things going on with this particular business and the industry itself. So let's start there, Drew. First of all, how did you and Jennifer even like conceive this idea? How did this come about? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, Ivy Brook Academy started in 2007. So we are in our 15th year going into almost our 16th anniversary right now. So uh, it is. It is a great story how it first came up. Uh, my wife and my background uh, actually play into it. So my wife was a first grade teacher in public education for several years. And my background was in real estate in the business uh, sector. And after we got married, got on an airplane, flying to our honeymoon and talked about, you know, kind of what we wanted in life. And that's what a lot of married people do. Uh, and uh, we uh, talked about how her, her dream and very passionate is uh, she has a calling to work with younger children and not having any children, just getting married a couple hours prior. I guess allegedly I said, 
Uh, how are there any children younger than first graders? You're a first grade teacher. And little did I know this whole, whole world of preschool children existed out there. So on the airplane, um, I asked her, you know, what exactly would your vision look like? We busted out a cocktail napkin and she drew the floor plan for what is now our school that we have had for the last 15 years. And we still have that napkin today. So came back from our honeymoon, gave it to an architect and we built that building and lived out her dream. That is so cool. Wow. Um, and so you got into the business and then decided to franchise it. Is, is Why franchise? Yeah. So we actually never thought about franchising when we first got into business. Uh, we opened our, our first location uh, and uh, then we opened up a second company owned location as well, both out of Charlotte, North Carolina, where we're, where we're from. And uh, we thought that was our trajectory the rest of our lives, just to own those two. But what was happening, uh, Charlotte is a very transient city. So people are getting job relocations and promotions, uh, even though it's uh, only the 15th largest city in the country. It's a very big banking city. So a lot of our customers are in the banking industry and getting job reloads different places. Uh, and customers that were with us were moving to new states, moving to the new area, and then quickly realizing they couldn't find a school like ours. And they were calling the, our, our schools and calling my wife and saying, you need to open up here. And for 10 years, we said, no, you know, we just want to uh, stay small and stay in Charlotte. And it took us 10 years to realize that there is a much more growing need out there in our country and in society that would uh, support the demand. And then we became very much in love with franchising. And I love how everybody kind of is on the same path and pulling the rope the same direction to win. Excellent industry. So great. And I try to share that with candidates all the time. It's so unlike corporate America, where in corporate America, many times I have found people are kind of stabbing you in the back so they can take your job. <laughs> yeah. Where in franchising, you often will see competitors sitting at a table having a coffee or a cocktail and, and sharing best practices. I mean, some me, it's just an amazing industry, but um, that's not what we're here to talk about. Agreed. I want to talk more about Agreed. Ivy Brook. Um, so how many units do you guys have now? So we have 51 locations. So over the wow. last, we've only been franchising for about four or five years now, since we just had company owned locations for the first 10 years. So we have grown from our two company locations to 51 uh, in the last four to five years. That's usually successful for an emerging franchise company. What do you what do you think kind of made you have that success over four years? Yeah, I think multiple things. Uh, first of all, it's it's finding the right team and the right staff and and the right people to surround yourself with. Um, I, I will commonly uh, joke with my, my, my team and I will let them know that I have no problem saying that, um, you know, they are the smartest people in the room. I think being a little bit humble as a leader, I think is, is a great thing to surround yourself with. And um, with that being said, you know, I have staff on my franchise team that have been with me since we started 15 years ago. So I have people that have 14 year tenure. 15 year tenure and and then some so it's it's pretty remarkable uh, to really entrench yourself around really smart people and and that helps a lot um, you know our support staff with having 51 locations so I have a full-time staff of eight people so in the franchise industry I think that's a pretty great ratio you would probably admit for support staff uh, to, mm -hmm. to help every one of our franchisees out 
Yep, and that's, what we, that's one of the tenets of a great franchise company is that ratio right there. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and so you come out of, like, I think the real estate uh, industry before franchising. Um, how do, do you think that that real estate background helps you at all uh, in the franchise world? Yeah, it, it has seemed to be very dynamic where really our company has two uh, joint CEOs between my wife and myself, who both work for the franchise company full time. And, you know, it's, it's uh, my wife and I joke how we've uh, been happily married for 15 years and been working together equally for 15 years now, because we each have our own silos and I don't cross into her lane and she doesn't cross into mine. So I've got a great team and a great staff that help me with the business operations and I very much play an active role in in the real estate acquisitions and, and site development. And at the same time, you know, I have uh, no idea how my wife and her brilliant team handles all the daily operations and the lesson plans and the curriculum. If uh, I love children and I love going out in the playground and, and playing with them from time to time, and uh, but if you would put me in a classroom and have me teach a lesson plan, I'd probably be a fish out of water. She would probably say, say the same thing about balancing the uh, the QuickBooks accounts for each of us. So uh, we we have a pretty good system. That's awesome. And it's, it's interesting. My, my wife and I, um, especially before COVID, when we were having a lot of franchise conventions, you know, every franchise company has a convention every, at least usually once a year. So we do, um, a, a, it's a one hour talk, how to go to, how to work with your spouse without going to jail. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because we learned the hard way in our first franchise. Yeah. Um, we were not in our own lanes. It was my fault. I was, you know, backseat driving her stuff. And and so as an aside, let me just share this for people that are listening. If you're getting involved with your spouse or with a partner, the very first thing you really should do is have an org chart, an organizational chart with everyone's responsibility. So put your you're in one uh, bubble and you your spouse is in the other bubble. Everybody knows what they got to do. That's how you stay in your own silo, to use your phrase, and that will stop a lot of, you know, infighting. I guess is one way to say it. Um, and also, if you think about great partnerships that have worked, like um, Steve Jobs and Steve, um, the great Wiz, Steve was out. I'm blanking out on how to pronounce his name. Steve Wozowski, Wozowski, do you, you know who I'm talking about? So the co-founder yeah. of Apple is what I'm yeah. talking about. Um, you know, Steve Jobs, they knew from the beginning, beginning was going to be the guy on stage and the other Steve was going to be behind stage, you know, doing the back stuff. Um, and they were both okay with that. So you got to establish that. So as an aside, um, so my biggest question really, and probably most people would probably ask you this, what makes you different than, you know, Primrose and Kitty Academy, you know, like things like that? Yeah, great question. So the big companies in the childcare industry in the United States and pretty much all of North America, Goddard, Primrose, Kitty Academy, as you mentioned, they do a great job and they have, they provide a great service for dual working parents, drop off your child between seven and eight in the morning, they stay there. There probably is some type of educational curriculum to it, eat lunch, take a nap, and then parents get off work and come pick them up, we'll say between, you know, six, six o'clock in the afternoon or so. So they're really there the whole day. And that's a great need 
for our country and our society. Ivy Brook is a little bit different, and we don't have that. We're actually a half-day preschool, and that's our niche. So we're the first half-day preschool in our country. So we cater to uh, stay-at-home parents or parents that work from home. And over these last two years has really taken off with so many people have been working from home. And really what that looks like is our facilities are able to be half the size in square footage in real estate, which then you can equate to as half the rent, half the staff, right? From a business ownership perspective, because we have children that come to us for four hours in the morning. They all go home. My staff has lunch. And then we have four hours in the afternoon of a second session of children. So we basically what's called turnover building halfway through the day. So our program provides a curriculum that's Montessori based, Reggio Emilia based, which is another uh, highbrow curriculum that a lot of people like. And it gives parents the ability to have that hybrid. They, they want to be uh, a stay-at-home parent. A lot of people leave the workforce for a little bit so they can raise their child and be with them. But parents also still understand the importance of wanting their child to do better and getting a good head start. And they need the education, the ABCs and the one, two, threes before they go off to kindergarten or first grade. And also that social inter interaction is equally important as well. So we provide them that, that great ability to have that hybrid. Love that. Yeah, I didn't realize that was the case. And so I knew that it was a half day, but I didn't realize that you were handling two half days. So the morning and the afternoon, um, very cool. And the question that comes up for me about that um, is, so, you, so you're saying that, this franchise is like no weekends. You do things on the weekends for parents? No weekends. So the big draw to franchise ownership for our company is that uh, our schools are only open um, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. So franchise owners and those that manage their staff, you can understand, you know, you've got very set hours of operation. You only have one shift of staff versus in a daycare, when you're open 11 hours a day, can't work people that long. So you have to have two shifts of staff. And then equally, we're not open on the weekend. We have no kitchen facilities. So we don't have to have any health inspections. We don't have to have any busing and transportation. So we've eliminated a lot of the things that the um, daycare, full day daycare industry has. We've eliminated a lot of those hurdles and really just got down to the basics of of teaching children. I really love that. Um, and that's what a great franchise does. They see kind of a niche and they get rid of all like the baggage and all the stuff that's not needed or drags things down and makes it a very efficient system in order for people to make money and help their community, which is exactly what this franchise does. So um, just brilliant and, and kudos to you and, and most likely probably Jennifer, but I'll give I, you I would agree. Bit. I would agree with Jennifer <laughs> and her brilliant, her brilliant team as the uh, mastermind behind all of us for the last 15, 16 years. That's awesome. Really good stuff. Um, so what, what made you guys good franchisors, do you think, through the years? Yeah, so there's a, there's a story in that, um, <laughs> Tom. So, so whenever we first decided a franchising is something that we're, you know, we really want to go down that path. And we think this is a great idea to be able to provide this opportunity for others that have been, you know, this has been so rewarding for us. 
there was we went to Barnes and Nobles. There's no you know how to franchise for dummies or you know franchising 101. There's a lot of great books even written by yourself now that I wish I would have read you know five six years ago when we were going down this path. So what we decided to do was the best way we could figure out how to be a good franchisor was to be a franchisee first so we could find it on the other side. So we made a very, very high um, investment and bought a pre-existing franchise that was in the children's hair care space. So we bought a children's hair salon. We were a franchisee for a while, and it was a great opportunity. It was great synergy uh, as we, we learned a lot what it was like to be a franchisee, had great interaction with our franchisor. Uh, who I, I hold in high regards even to this day. And we learned a lot about what it's like to be on the other side of the coin. So when we developed our systems, we took all the pros and the cons and we developed our model. So it was a great learning opportunity and um, thankful that we did it. Oh, great. Um, and, and again, hats off to you and Jennifer for having that foresight to do that. That is so good. One thing that people don't understand, again, as a sidebar, it's good to know most in, there's no rules or regulations that say who could franchise and who can't. Anybody could just open up a franchise. You have to go through some legal leg work. You get a good franchise attorney. Um, it costs you about $100,000. You do all the documents. You register with the Federal Trade Commission. And then you can start selling franchises. So there's a lot of regulations on how you could sell franchises, but there's no regulations on or really like no benchmarks or anything that say, oh, this is a great franchise. You could... They, no. And, and the Federal Trade Commission doesn't care if the franchise makes money or supports their franchisees. That doesn't matter. They just want to make sure that there's no money laundering or anything illegal going on. But other than that, anybody could call themselves a franchise. So you have to really be careful about who you're getting involved with when you buy a franchise. You're getting in bed for five or 10 years, depending on the length of the agreement. And you want to know that they know what they're doing at the very least. And so when I hear a story like that, I'm blown away. And I just love that idea that you guys took the time to get on the other side of it and figure it out. So again, that's so great. Thanks. Um, are you guys looking for locations in any specific cities right now? Yeah, we first started when we, um, introduced the franchising model we just stayed local uh, in in charlotte charlotte is so close to the north south carolina border we kind of call ourselves the carolinas plural is, is one big state so we stayed in the carolinas at first but really after that and and for the last you know three years or so we've really decided instead of focusing on certain cities we've decided to focus on who's the right owners so the folks that apply to us, we want to make sure it's, you know, it's a good fit for them. It's got to make sure it's a win-win. Uh, it's kind of like you're, you're dating the franchisor and the franchisor is dating you to figure out at first when you have first initial calls and something called a discovery day, if you ever talk to your listeners about that, where you get to kind of look under the hood and kind of meet the brand. So we've decided it's, it's we can have across the country, there's always a need for great quality education and parents always, and no matter what state and city, always want their children to do better than they did. So we can put an Ivy book basically anywhere, but finding the right people in the right match is more important to us than targeting specific cities. Yeah. And that's where Franchise Choice comes in in the Franchise Academy is to make that match. And, you know, if they have the qualities that you 
are looking for in your business and we got something to talk about. So it's, it's important to do that. And I think, so to that point, um, you know, starting a business is really scary. Uh, I've done it myself, quit a job, bought a franchise, built it, sold it, bought another one, you know, failed, <laughs> you know, just as just been around the corner on this, but what support do you have in place to really help people, um, you know, make this happen? Yeah, great question. So uh, just to kind of piggyback on uh, a little bit of something that I said before, our staff right now has eight full-time people. Although we have 51 locations that have been awarded, that really breaks down to 38 owners because we have some people that buy multiple locations. So with, with 38 locations, 38 owners and eight people supporting, that's really a one to five ratio. And I would say that you probably know the franchise industry overall um, a little bit better than myself, just knowing Ivy Brook, but a one to five ratio in the franchise industry is extremely high support level. And we feel that's important to give everyone their individual attention and to be able to have all of our franchise owners have all of our cell phones for my whole staff. There's no secretary or receptionist saying, we'll get back to you. They have immediate access to us 24 seven. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about getting involved with, um, you know, what I would call emerging franchise, mm -hmm. something that is in various definitions, but I'm going to say right now, less than 200 units because you do get kind of the family feel in the franchise, right? Someday, you know, you guys might have a thousand franchise owners, and it does, there's no way you could know everybody's name and everybody's story. And so, especially when you get involved with really big brands that we all know, you know, mostly like in the fast food space, for an example, you know, you're just a number, a, literally a store number. And they just want to know if you paid your royalties, they don't really care about anything else. Yeah. And in, in a group like yours, you know, I'm sure you know all the owners right now and you could probably name them and, talk about their children or what's going on. I mean, it's like, it's like that. Uh, and that's something I really love to make clear to potential franchise owners is that it's, it's not just, um, you know, it's you and them, you know, us and them. It, it's really a symbiotic relationship. And that's how franchising has grown so, so large in, in the country. Yeah, we're kind of at a sweet spot where we're at in our company trajectory with, you know, mm -hmm. we've been in business for 15 to 16 years now, franchising for five, have 51 locations awarded. So uh, you're still getting to call the company president directly, but at the same time, all of the systems and all the processes have been figured out and you're not the first one. So yeah. it's it's kind of that balance and, and, and happy medium like you're talking about. This is kind of the, the ripe time for folks. Yep, absolutely. So Drew, what are you most excited about right now? Yeah, I'm most excited about the childcare market in general is always growing. Population across the country and across the world is always growing. And this year in 2022, uh, the childcare market is expected to hit $54.9 billion in revenue. And just to make sure your, your listeners hear it, that's a B- a B, billion, $54 billion, and each year it is increasing 3 to 4% annually. So it's a pretty exciting time uh, and in the future to, to be in this space. So, you know, kind of 
rapid fire stuff. Um, what's your favorite quote? I love Winston Churchill quotes. So uh, I actually just love quotes in general. I've got a lot of quotes that I write down on my phone uh, that are very inspirational that I that I look at every once in a while. Uh, I've got a I've got a bookmark every time I, I read a book. I go back and forth between a fiction and a nonfiction book every time I, I I switch it up. My bookmark is a Winston Churchill quote that says "Never, never, never quit." Uh, so very short and sweet, but I think that is a great one if you are a leader in any business. Uh, and then I also love another one that he says, a, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, but an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. And, you know, anything by Winston Churchill is is just unbelievable. Um, I just bought some Winston Churchill cigars, <laughs> which okay, <laughs> I like cigars. So, um, yeah, special edition Davidoff um, out of uh, the UK made these things. Um, any personal habits that that you feel help you succeed in your business and in your daily life? Well, funny you ask that. Um, so, our children now are in third and fifth grade. And mm -hmm. since they have started school, uh, we take our children to school every day. And from a very young age, we've been instilling in them the values of business ownership and how important it has been to uh, their mother and I, because they have only seen their parents in business ownership and, and being entrepreneurs. So every day on the way to school, uh, we have this line that they know like by by routine. And I say, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And we've done this from a very young age. And, you know, kids are cute, you know, they they say great answers, and they change as they get older, you know, I want to be an astronaut, or, you know, I want to be, you know, this and that. And, and the answer has evolved over time. But the second part of the question has never changed it. And I say, you can do whatever you want when you grow up, as long as you and I pause, and both of them say in unison, own the business, dad. So we've instilled with them from a very young age. The business ownership is a very big deal. Uh, and they can say that. And quite honestly, even at third and fifth grade, they might not understand exactly what that means. But I think they will resonate and, and it'll click one day. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so good. Um, this is really great. I really appreciate it. How can people find out more about Ivy Brook? Yeah, I would love for them to reach out to us personally. Uh, once again, I'm someone that someone can um, hopefully connect to and, and there's no gatekeeper. If someone wanted to reach out to me, they can find us on our website. Our website is ivybrookacademy.com. And my email address is just simply Drew, D-R-E-W at ivybrookacademy.com. And happy to connect with any of your listeners and, and help them in any way I can. Absolutely. That's I as in... Ida, V as in Victor, and Y as in Yellow Brook. So Ivy Brook. Um, just so people, in case people are just listening as they're jogging, which a lot of my friends do. Uh, Diane Ploys, a good friend of mine, listens to the podcast all the time as she jogs. So want to just uh, say that. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, all the information will be on the franchiseacademy.com. So I appreciate it. And everything that you need about franchising, just check out thefranchiseacademy.com. Drew, thanks a million for being on the show. This was great. It's really inspirational. 
Tom, thanks for letting me be a guest and really look forward to uh, everything else that you have coming. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.